Welcome to the Hidden Gems Podcast, where we recommend movies you likely have not seen. My name is Ed. And I'm Ryan. And uh, we're going to talk about a movie called A Simple Plan. So this movie came out in uh, 1998, and uh, it's a movie you probably haven't heard about. Uh, what movie did it go up against, Ryan? Oh, well, Ed, I have the box office numbers in front of me here. And uh, yeah, I was always trying to figure out why this one flew under the radar. Um, the box office, this came out December 11th, 1998, and uh, in the box office that week, Star Trek Insurrection was the number one movie out. It was in its first week of showing, and it uh, made $22 million opening weekend. Uh, A Bug's Life was in its fourth week out. That was the second place film with $11 million. Uh, Jack Frost, a Michael Keaton film, uh, that was its first week out also. At seven million, and then we had a couple of hangovers. There, uh, Enemy of the State was its fourth week out in fourth place with six million, and then The Water Boy was in fifth with its. It was already at its sixth week out. So um, this one, that's what kind of was the front runners in the box office there. But this one uh, debuted at sixteenth, uh, I believe. So it was way down the line. Yeah, the, the, this movie is uh, pretty much buried with uh, all those big movies coming out there. So uh, the movie starring Bill Paxton, Billy Bob Thornton, Bridget Fonda. So a lot of big name uh, people in this movie, but uh, really went under the radar on this one. Yeah, um, and yeah, I'm not really sure why, Ed, because like you said, I mean, those three actors are all pretty big. Um, Bill Paxton in 1995, uh, he was the lead in, uh, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, in 1996 he was the lead in Twister, which was... Uh, very popular. Uh, that was a big special effects movie, but he was the lead nevertheless in a very popular movie. Uh, he was also a big supporting part in Apollo 13 shortly before Twister came out, and then t- he was also in Titanic, and that was, you know, that was one of the biggest movie of all time for a long right, time there. Right, yeah. right. What about Billy Bob Thornton? What was he doing at that time? Uh, Billy Bob Thornton, you know, he... Uh, before this, he had in June of the same year, 98, he had Armageddon, which was a huge hit with Bruce Willis, right. but he was more in a supporting role. And it, before that, in 1997, he had U-Turn. That that was a, a one that didn't do too well in the box office. That was an Oliver Stone flick that made about $6 million. And then uh, in 1996, he had Sling Blade. Uh, that was, he was the lead in that role, Ed, and uh, that one... He actually did receive a lot of acclaim. He was the best uh, actor nominee for that movie. And the Sling Blade, the movie, that actually was a well-received movie by the critics. And it actually won the Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay. So both these guys, they were in big movies. But uh, I think, you know, the movies, big movies they were in, they were more of the supporting cast. They weren't really right. necessarily the the lead characters so much. You know what I mean? If they were in a lead, it was more smaller films. But the big popular movies these two guys were in they played more of a um a supporting role not kind of like the names before the title type of a part you know well with sam ramai the the director um you know i know more as with him doing the spider-man movies and stuff did that happen already yet a spider-man right everyone knows sam Raimi from uh the spider-man movies that's his claim to fame but no ed the the, the he hadn't even done those yet um before well, he, did, uh, he did uh it's not Resident Evil, is it? No, uh, he, uh, Evil Dead. Evil, Evil Dead. Dead. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did yeah. Evil Dead one and two, and uh, those were kind of uh, the cult following type of movies. You know, they were fairly popular. But other than those, when I looked over what he had done, I didn't recognize much of his stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. 
So, um, the, the movie was pretty good. It, it was, uh, it, it, you know, hopefully you've seen the movie already because we're going to really talk a whole lot about it. But, um, yeah, the, the movie is really nice. I, I liked how this movie starts off with, um, with uh, Bill Paxton's character, Hank. You know, they're in, uh, you know, a nice little town, looks happy, prancing around town, saying hi to everybody. Um, you know, beautiful wife, baby on the way with Bridget Fonda. And he just looks like he's content, like there's yeah. nothing wrong with his life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? That was the quote at the beginning, right? And for, for a while there, I was a happy man. That was, I think was the, the lead-in to the movie quote. That was, that was good to get it going. Right, right, right. And then, uh, then we get into really into, into the plot of the movie where, um, you know, they, they go out and they find this plane with the money. And this is kind of how this movie starts off with, where they find this abundance amount of money Shoot, uh, 4.4 million was it? I think that, that, I think that was it. Yeah, yeah good recollection million. there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, basically with the characters of Hank and his brother and Lou, they, 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 they find the movie and, uh, the movie, the money, and um, essentially uh, Hank's character just doesn't want to uh, do anything with it. He just wants to basically sit on the money for a little bit. Yeah, I, I loved how that movie opened too. Like I knew Ed right when I was watching this that you know the the atmosphere that they captured perfect. I love wilderness type of movies. Uh, you know, I love the snow scene of this movie right when it started out, where they're making the hike up to the plane, and you know you have that surrounded by crows and all that kind of stuff. It right. just built up that eerie atmosphere right away. And I was all, oh, I like this atmosphere. And they come across this you know halfway revealed plane that you can't really tell what it is. It looks like it's been there for a long time. You know. Was halfway buried under the snow, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is eerie and kind of uh, mysterious here." You know, I knew it was going to be pretty good right then and there from the opening parts. Yeah, when you saw the crows, I was just expecting to see dead people. Oh, right, <laughs> in the well, forest, and you knew he just knew something bad was going to happen. Yeah, well, then I guess there, there was the dead guy, right? That's probably ultimately we didn't know what was there, but that's why they were probably hanging around, right? The dead guy was in the plane there. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. No, I thought that, yeah, right away I liked that a lot. So the movie rolls in basically, uh, they, they find this uh, amount of money, and uh, Hank's character says, you know, let's sit on it until spring. You know, who knows who owns the money, who's going to come after it. And, uh, and, and um, Jacob and, and Lou are, you know, they're, they're kind of in an agreement, but they want, their, they want their cut. And, you know, basically Hank uh, threatens, hey, man, you talk, burn the money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I love how the, the, the chemistry between those three characters, you know, that uh, Hank, you know, he's the everyday Joe that's the do-gooder type of guy. And then these other two guys, his brother, uh, played by Billy Bob Thornton, and Lou, you know, Jacob and Lou, they're kind of always in cahoots as kind of like the more dimwit-looking guys to right. Hank's, you know, and they're always against him. And I love how it set up right there, how he's always clashing with those guys. It was perfect for the, the film of what's going to happen later on, how it's, you know them versus him type of what, you know, what's going on with the money, basically. Yeah, and then after that, they basically, you know, the movie just rolls around to, uh, you know, they're in agreement, you know, no one says a word, it's just, it's just the three of us, you know, and then and then uh, Hank goes home, sees his wife, and spills the beans. Yeah, 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 no, he kind of broke the, the rule of not saying anything right away there, so that, uh, yeah, that definitely got things spinning, and then because, you know, so once he did that, um, 
you know, his wife, Sarah, she was the one who was saying before that she didn't really need the money. Then she's instantly intrigued by all this money right away. And she kind of Ed, sets the wheels in motion for the story to progress because she says, comes up with this plan of, hey, if you can't take all the money. Yeah. You've got to leave some behind. Yeah, right? exactly. No one's going to believe this plane was untampered with. You know, if the, uh, there's nothing there. If, if you put money back, you know, then they'll say, hey, no one would have left that behind. No one, no one, obviously no one's been here type of a thing, you know. So she kind of sets the plot in motion from what's happening. Mm -hmm. And what what do you think of uh, Bridget Fonda's character of Sarah, like, overall in this movie so far? Well, you know. At this point in time, you know, it, it sounds like her intentions are good, but she definitely pushes the movie. Um, she, she progresses the movie in the sense of what the next step has to be. And that big next step is when they go out to actually uh, plant the money is when, you know, something bad happens, when um, uh, Jacob's character, um, shoot, I forgot the old man's name, but basically knocks his head off. Oh, right? God, yeah, Ed. That, yeah, that was the scene, right, that really gets the movie going, and, oh, man, I knew that part just like how that guy comes up on the snowspeeder there, and Jacob's left alone with him, and we had already kind of established that Jacob, you know, wasn't quite as sharp as Lou, because, or, excuse me, as uh, Hank, because they kind of uh, already established the difference in those two characters. I knew when he was left uh, by himself with Hank going off into the woods. I knew when he was left by himself and that guy came rolling up, I knew that was not going to be good news. You know, I knew something bad would happen right there. What did you think? You know what? True. But I remember, you know, after watching the movie and, and watching again, really delving into uh, Jacob's character, though he seems like a dimwit, I think there's that, that little glimmer where they talk about... Um, you know, what am I going to do? What, why am I here with the, the car broken down? Yeah. You, know, you know, I have to change a tire. And then it's like, well, you know, the, you have to take the air out of it, right? Oh! And yeah. so it was those, that little detail there. I wasn't too sure if, if that was done on purpose to... Because it kind of plays in, in, into the plot as the movie goes on into, like, you know, the last act where, you know, the, the big scene at the house. But I think it's, it's a little, little morsel there as to he's not... Exactly a dimwit, but he does. He is kind of observant. He is. He is a caring character. But it was at that little glimmer that that kind of caught my my eye. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. That's hey, that's a very good analysis there, Ed, of that character. You know, I didn't even put that together, but yeah, um, yeah. I always thought he was more of like kind of the Lenny and of mice and men type of character, kind of slow. And you know, Hank was the George character. I didn't even you know put that together that he does. An, analyze you know situations the good there but that was a good touch that they threw in there i didn't i didn't really go that route with that the first time yeah. that was pretty good so so that scene right there it, to me it's it's, a, it's almost a point in time where there's no turning back because right away you know the movie starts off with uh, a, a sequel between three guys and then you know the guy on the snowmobile sees him and you got to take him out right, right? yeah and so from that point in time the story has to progress. There's oh, no more turning back. Right. Now someone's life's at stake, you know? Right. And, oh, my gosh, what did you think about that scene? Like, when Bill Paxton, you know, thinks Jacob killed him, he's like, oh, we got to just hide the body, you know, or whatever. And he's driving him on the snowspeeder, and then the guy starts to, he starts to wake up. And then, you know, 
He says, "Hey, your brother hit me. Yeah. You know, right. yeah, your brother hit me. We got to call the we got to call the police." And then Bill Paxton, what does he do? He, he snuffs him out, and you know he's the one who ultimately kills him. Right when he got involved there, and he was involved in the murder, I was like, "Wow, this this movie's taking a a dark turn here." You know? Oh, definitely. He basically smothers him, and then he concocts this idea to you know to make it look like an accident. And right there, you know, from the, the contrast from the the opening scene where you see this guy. Seems like a simple, happy guy, but there's a, like a little dark side to him. And you see how this movie is trying to shift a little bit from a simple, a simple plan yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. to something uh, like it, it's starting to grow from here. Because at this point in time, the the story is is just starting to escalate from there. Yeah, right? yeah. No, I agree with you completely. So yeah, no. Once he did that, like I said, I knew it was getting dark. So. um so after that, yeah, that's that's the big scene in the movie that moves forward. So what 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 goes on after that, Ed? So then after that, so they already established, um, you know, uh, uh, the characters, and then now Lou comes into play, and Lou is basically asking for, hey man, you know, I need some of the money. And Hank, I think, just flat out lies and says, hey, the, the money isn't here. Right, because they agreed to sit on it, right? And then Lou wants to go kind of renege on the deal, and he wants it early before uh, they even know if it's safe to get any of the money. Why do you think he did that? Why do you think Hank just didn't just give him a cut? I mean, you know, it's $4.4 million. I, And he didn't ask for – well, he did ask for his cut, but he also said – Hey man, at least throw me a bone. Give me a little something. I think you know he was. I think Hank, you know, compared to those other two guys, kind of like when you were analyzing the Billy Bob Thornton and changing the tire scene. I think Hank, you know, he they touched on him earlier in the movie that he was the educated guy. I think he was generally just smarter, common sense wise than Jacob and Lou. And I, I think he really wanted to play it safe and see if anyone was coming looking for the money before he made the final decision to divvy it up between them. You know, that's what I think. You know, at that point in the movie, I felt that when he didn't want to give him the money and he was lying where the money was, at that point, I actually got the feeling that, uh, not necessarily playing it safe, but I got the feeling that he wanted to keep it all. Like he really? Like he didn't want to give it up. Yeah. You know, because look at his drive in this whole movie, uh, trying to cover his butt, making sure he has the money. And, and again, as the movie goes on, it almost seems like there's nothing stopping him from saying, okay, I think I've gone too far. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's another way to interpret it. I, I, I didn't go that route with it. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that he was just so much more... Um, responsible than those other two guys. Those other guys were almost like a, a reckless kind of in a right. way, you know? Yeah, right. because, I mean, Lou, they, I think they already touched on his character early in the movie that he was the town drunk, you know? He was always uh, in fights with his wife. And th those two guys just didn't think out this, again, this plan thoroughly like Bill Paxton did. I think he was just playing it extra safe. But anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, so so Lou wants the money, and he says no. We 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 have to wait, and then that's when Lou spills the the information that hey, he knows that uh, Bill Paxton's not so innocent anymore. He's kind of he was the one that ultimately murdered the guy. That's correct, right? Yeah. And then uh, lovely Sarah again says, "Yes, hey, you got to frame this guy. Oh, you you got to eliminate." And yeah. this little vixen is just <laughs> messing things up. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I think uh, we talked about the, that earlier when we watched that movie. Yeah, I just could not stand her character she was so manipulative the whole movie you know although she played uh, the part down to science but i guess that's why she did a good part with it because like I, I mean i truly could not stand her character she you know yeah. she was that bad in this movie and that yeah. vindictive 
So, uh, but you know, she was bad, but, uh, but I, I can see what she was trying to do. She's trying to protect her husband. Yeah. You know, but I guess ultimately it was just down to the money, you know? Yeah. I mean, how she kind of wanted people to, well, I mean, they just were kind of turning on each other from this next plot. That, that takes us to the next point, right? She tells Lou that, uh, you know, uh, she tells Hank, excuse me, that, uh, uh, her husband that he needs to get Lou on tape uh, acting like he confessed uh, did the crime. You know, yeah. Now, now this scene is is probably my favorite in the in the movie. This yes. whole, um, you know, Hank's trying to get uh, Jacob to say, hey, you know, um, I know Lou is your friend, but uh, listen, it, it it has to be done. We we gotta yeah. we gotta get um, Lou to say that that he ultimately confesses to. Uh, it was the murder, right? The murder of the old man. Right. And I, I love that scene, too, how they, they you know, they go out drinking, uh, you know, and they're at the house drinking, and they actually, Bill Paxton acts like he's annoyed that Jacob is um, uh, siding with, with Lou. Then, yes, you know? yes. At that point in time when, uh, um, you know, Jacob was, Basically, it seems like he wasn't going to go with a plan. Right. And, and I that, was convinced. Like, oh, was that no. what you thought? Because I, I, I literally, Ed, at that moment, I thought, oh, my gosh, Jacob's spilling the beans that uh, Hank is right. against him and Lou. Right. You know, like that he doesn't like him, that he's spilling the beans, that he wants him to turn on him. You know, like, yeah, exactly. Right. Is that what you thought at oh, first? Oh, definitely, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, he's going to wreck the whole thing. Because Bill Paxton's part of that was perfect too. How he said, uh, "He's all, I, I want to go home. He's all, take me home right now. He's, I, I don't want to do this anymore." You know, because and, and then the big reveal was really that uh, Jacob was helping his brother, like have uh, Luke confess to it falsely. Right. So that's the point with uh, Jacob's character. Where I was just impressed with because you know he he wasn't a dimwit really. He 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 knew what he was doing and and he he did it very well. He actually got you know. Um, What's his name? Lou's character to to actually admit, and then stupid Hank, you know, admits, "Hey, I got you on tape." Yeah, hey, and then hey, and honestly, too, what did you think? Because I I knew right exactly when that happened, when that he hit play and put that to Lou and had Lou listen back to him confessing. I knew Lou's temperament from that bar scene earlier where he got in a fight with the guy at the bar. Right. I knew right there when that happened that things were going to go very very bad. Someone's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I knew right then that that was going bad. And sure enough, what happens? He goes and gets the gun, right? Right. And, and Jacob's forced to shoot him. And then the, and wife, the wife and, yeah. and the wife gets caught too. And then, oh right. man, and that, that was the downward spiral there. You know, and, and that point in time, you know, the movie can just basically, you could stop. Because, well, it's just the brothers now. Right. Right. Yeah. Because the other guy that was witnessing the thing, uh, the murder and the money situation, that the only other guy that knew about, it, he's out of the picture completely at that's this right. point. Yeah. So what pushes the story along now? Now it's well, like they, they concoct right? that story, and I, I, again, I love that story. How they're you know he's telling Jacob because he thinks he's not as sharp. Lou, uh, Hank's character is always taking the lead and saying, "Oh, we got to say this. We have to right. say this." Right. He always co he's coaching him up all the right. time, and I thought that. Did you like the chemistry between Bill Paxton and uh, Billy Bob Thornton's characters? I did. I, I liked how they engaged with each other. Uh, Hank being seemed like the older, more educated guy, and and how his brother would just 
basically kind of go along with anything his brother would say. Yeah, I just thought that the, the chemistry these two guys had together in the movie, I, I thought really you know made it a lot for me. And Billy Bob Thornton, how he always played kind of this dimwit guy, but not, and going back and forth between his friend and his brother. And the, the, the acting here was, yeah, it was really good. I yeah, really enjoyed uh, it. Yeah, Billy Bob, uh, he, he stole the show for sure. Yeah, no, and... Uh, you were saying earlier, actually, when we were we were reviewing this, not to get way off topic, but uh, that he he actually, I'm glad the Academy recognized him because you said he was nominated for this part, right, in this A Simple Plan. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and well deserved too because he he sold it for best supporting actor. Yeah, right? he, he definitely sold it to me. Yeah, so no, I, yeah, I just love the chemistry between them. So yeah, so after we have that that scene, Lou's eliminated. So what does push the movie forward? I believe is when I think uh, the FBI, sheriff uh, oh, right, says, "Hey, yes, hey, the, the FBI wants to talk to you guys about a plane," <laughs> and they're like, "What the? Fuck? Uh, right. right? Yeah, they they thought for sure that uh, that and Bill Paxton again his his reaction to that when he says, "Hey, you know, the FBI wants to talk to you," his it just zooms in on him and he's all like, "Oh my god, <laughs> right. thought we were home free," you know. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because because even after the murder of Lou, and like you said, Hank concocted the story. They got away with it. Yeah, they, they, uh, right up to this point, and then, and then even again, because Bill Paxton, his character Hank, he must have been hating uh, his brother by then. Because remember, what draws the sheriff to say the FBI wants to talk to you guys is that scene at the beginning of the movie. If you could recall back, uh, that they heard the plane go. Heard down. the plane. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. So, anyways, we're at the FBI now, and then. Um, uh, this is uh, Sarah comes into play here, right? Again, and says, uh, "Hey, is this really the FBI?" So now we're getting another twist and turn that maybe this isn't the FBI. Right, know? right. And I thought that was pretty neat. Um, and then you know they go they go back to the plane, and this FBI agent actually turns out to be one of the criminals. Right. Uh, right. That's yeah. a great scene. Yeah. No, that was a great scene, and the tension that they kind of built up while. Uh, Sarah had already told her husband that, hey, I think this is, you know, one of these kidnappers that he's probably going to kill you guys when you guys go out there. The fact that he knows, but the sheriff doesn't know, you know, and we know, but again, the sheriff doesn't know. You know something's going to probably happen out in the, the sure. woods there. You sure, know? sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. No, I think Sam did a great idea, uh, good a job of building up tension at this point in time because, you know, the, the criminals there, he wants the money. He's in the plane. The gun, gun isn't loaded. He keeps dropping every single bullet. Oh, and I'm thinking, yeah. That scene, I thought for sure, oh, man, he's just going to get how's out. How's he going to get out yeah, of Yeah, how's he going to get know? out of it? Yeah, yeah exactly. And um, so what does happen after that? Uh, yeah, well, Bill Paxton throws the money out of him, and he's digging through the money, and he's all, ah. There's only the five hundred thousand in here. Right. It was the, right. the the amount they put back, right? right. And it catches yeah. him off guard. Yeah. And then Paxton has the gun on him, and then boom, that's it. Boom. So he kills him, and now everyone is out of the picture. So the, now what? They're home free again. Right. Right. And, and what does Hank do? Concocting another story. Yes. Right? Oh man. Again. So yeah. See, I I I just loved how that kept on happening repeatedly, and you know. Things got progressively worse as we've seen throughout this movie as it's gone on, you know, going back from the opening scene with the old man. He gets eliminated, so now it's just those three that know they're home free. Then the scene with Lou, you know, he, we already talked about, but he he wants his cut, you know, so they, 
that he's the threat kind of in the movie that he'll spill the beans and then he's eliminated. So they're home free again. Home free again. Yeah. Right. And, but... then, and then now we have the, the fake FBI guy that's the criminal. He and the sheriff are wiped out. They're home free a third time right. with just the brothers left. But what happens at the end after that? Jacob's had enough. Uh, yeah. The, the he lies. Doesn't... Too yeah. many lies. And, and uh, he's, he's willing to give up his life for his brother. Really, yeah, essentially, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that scene, man, at the end, I thought, oh man, as all. It, not only is this movie dark, I mean, it's just going the depressing route. That like I thought, oh man, I can't believe it's going this route right now. They're home free, and he just yeah, he doesn't want to go along with it. Yeah, and it, and he and he does it. He kills his brother. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean that scene was rough, uh, you know, and that was a a good scene too a get between Paxton and Billy Bob Thornton again. How he you know was just like, hey, if you don't do it, I'm gonna do it. So you know, we both don't need to go down for this, you know. But he was convinced. He he was just tired of everyone that was involved with this that was their friends or yeah the sheriff and lou everyone they're all gone now just because of this money you know yeah and the funny thing is um uh he concocts his own story and he gets away with it yeah right? he, i was he, actually surprised with that he yeah. actually got away with this yeah he yeah so bill paxton you know he he's he's left with the money at the end but then oh man and yeah. <laughs> this movie was so good, uh, you know, the whole way through that I love this last scene that really made the movie think and uh, just do a handstand for me where I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they went that way. What how, the very ending scene where the where Bill Paxton's talking to the real FBI guys. What what happens? What's the big reveal, Ed? What? <laughs> the oh, money's no good. The, the money's, money's no, no good. good. <laughs> the money's no good. <laughs> All That's this right. happened, these tragedies, and the money is no good at the end anyways. I, I thought, oh my gosh, what a crazy twist ending to a crazy movie so far. You That's know? right. And then what happens to the money in the very end? The, 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 he has to burn it like they were like he was threatening the whole time. I'm going to burn the money. <laughs> yeah. No. So yeah, no, I thought that was great. Um, so, so overall, so what... I know I recommended this movie to you, Ed. I saw this movie because someone recommended it to me. Because uh, unlike, I mean, you know, you're one of my good friends that's a, a big movie buff and appreciates good films. And I have a few others from working at uh, movie-related jobs before in the past that also like movies like this. And it was recommended to me, you know. And so I passed it on to you. And so what did you think of the movie overall? Well, excellent. You know, uh, I think what blew my mind is when you when you recommended this movie to me and you were telling me everyone that was in it, and um, I said, what? I never heard of that movie before. Like, yeah, yeah, I was surprised yeah. you hadn't, because like I said, I, I consider you one of a handful of buddies of mine that you know has seen a lot of movies and knows a lot of you know movies that aren't these big blockbuster type of movies. You know, right, right. No, well, hidden gem, right? <laughs> no, so yeah, no, definitely a, a strong recommend for that. Um, yeah. So next week, uh, what are we planning on watching? Uh, so the next movie we're going to recommend is a movie called Frequency. Uh, Dennis Quaid, um, really fun movie that, that came out a while back. And, uh, you know, if, if you haven't seen the movie, I highly recommend you try and catch it someplace. Um, you know, we're going to try and find movies that, that are easily accessible. Like, so Simple Plan can be found right now on Netflix. Ah. And, uh, and believe it or not, you can actually find Frequency on YouTube, believe it or not. And, and you can catch the whole flick there. Really on YouTube? Yeah. Okay, I'll tune in. It's been a while. I have seen Frequency also, Ed, but uh, that you know that was one that 
um, yeah, I liked it. I'd like to rewatch that one and talk about it with you and uh, the listeners because I, I remember liking that one a lot, but I, I'm not real familiar with it. I saw that years ago and one time, and I'll be looking forward to watching that one too. Cool. Well, I hope you enjoy the show and, and our recommend for this movie. Um, if you want, you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash uh, Hidden Gems Podcast, and uh, hopefully we'll be going live on, on Apple. So uh, until then, this is Ed. And this is Ryan.